Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today. So as I often ask on these times together, how you doing? How are you doing in relationship to what the Lord is revealing to us and what He is speaking to us? You know, we've started the new uh, subject matter here. We've looked at some subject matters before in these times together. We've looked at entire books of the Bible, you know, topical kind of things. And what we're looking at right now is a phrase, and it's a phrase that we saw in our last time together where Jesus used the phrase, one another. And He says, I give you a new commandment. Remember this, John 13, 34. I give you a new commandment that you love one another even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Then verse 35, by this all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. And we, by the time we get done with this, you're going to see that this is a major teaching of the Lord. And it's a major commandment of the Lord that we have been instructed to love one another. And you say, well, you know, that's sort of hard. Well, you know, we're in a uh, good, good company because even the disciples uh, had problem with that. And, and John, for instance, I'll give you a couple examples of it. In John chapter 5, verse 44, Jesus said this, How can you believe when you receive glory from one another and you do not seek the glory that is from the one and only God? You know, they were always squabbling with each other. You'll see that little phrase, one another's are fighting with each other, the disciples were. And Jesus was calling them to task over it. And he says, how are you going to believe? How are you going to have true faith when all you're interested in is receiving glory from one another and not seeking the glory that is from the one and only God? You know, it's quite a convicting statement for all of us because if truth be said, and if people really knew what we're thinking quite often, it would be more about the glory of me than the glory of the Most High God. And we don't seek the glory of the Most High God, but we seek the glory and the adoration of one another. And so, you know, it's a common thing that happens to man. But Jesus says, don't do this. He says, see to it, make sure that you love one another. And in loving one another, we will be seeking the glory of the Most High God. Now, let's go to John chapter 15, a couple of chapters down the road. And Jesus, uh, he's, we're picking up in the middle. John 15 is where he gives the example of the, uh, uh, that he's the true vine and my father's the vine dresser and, and that we are in a branch in the vine, okay? And he instructs us to abide in me. And he says, if you abide in me, I will abide in you. And it's a great picture. And to me, this is such a, a vivid understanding of how we are to live individually and as the body. Even to this degree, I believe that if we abide in him, as he tells us, if you abide in me, if you keep my commandments, I will abide in you and I will keep my commandments in and through you. If we do this, we will not sin. And people say, well, you're, 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 you're preaching sinlessness, et cetera, et cetera. No, what I'm saying is what the Lord says. If you abide in me, then I will abide in you. And then we will be able to do what he tells us to do in several other places uh, that will be able to be holy. Remember how he says to be holy for I am holy? I think three times in the New Testament he quotes that passage out of Leviticus instructing us to be holy even as he is holy. 
Well, obviously, we cannot do that in the flesh because the flesh is sin, right? I mean, we're in these bodies. But he's called us to do it. I believe that we do that by abiding in him. Now, listen to what he says. This is John 15, 11. Coming right out of that, Jesus says this. These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. You want to have the joy of the Lord? You want to manifest the joy of the Lord? You want to be filled to overflowing with joy? Then do what he says to do. Abide in him. The next verse, verse 12, John 15. This is my commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You know, quite often in these times together, even when you're, when we're speaking with other people or sharing or whatever, all of us do this, we feel like we're saying the same thing over and over sometimes. That's good. Jesus, God, the Spirit says the same thing over and over and over. Jesus did it with his disciples when he was here with them on earth in the, in the physical body. <coughs> so we should do likewise. He reiterates again that it's a commandment that you love one another just as he has loved us. Well, verse 13 says this, Greater love hath no one than this, that one laid down his life for his friends. Now, we're very familiar with that verse, and it's used in a lot of different ways. Uh, but, you know, we probably don't know the totality of the context of it. Because he's saying, abide in me, and then love one another in the same way that I have loved you. And he's showing them how much he's about to love them. Because this is right before he's about to be crucified. And he says there's greater love. And here's what the greater love is, is that uh, someone lays down his life for his friends. Then verse 14, you are my friends if you do what I command you. The doing what he commands us to do isn't the earning of friendship. No, no, it's the manifestation of friendship. If we're truly friends of God, if we're truly saved, if we're truly abiding in the Lord, then we will do what he commands us to do. If we aren't, then we may try to do it in the flesh and it'll last for a season, this and that, but it's not a true, true uh, friend. Now, let me just read quickly to the next three verses because our time's running short, but I want you to see the totality of what he's saying. He started off saying, this is my commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. Now he comes back in verse 15. He says, no longer do I call you slaves, for the slave does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all things that I've heard from my father, I have made known to you. So he's saying everything that I've made known to you comes from Father. Jesus just wasn't making this all up. He wasn't doing all this kind of stuff. He wasn't even doing it of his own volition uh, as totally God and totally human. No, he simply spoke what the Father told him to spoke. Now, verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give to you. There's some serious teachings right here related to who we are in the Lord and uh, and what happens when we pray, when we come before the Lord, uh, which is sort of beyond what we're looking at right at the moment, but I do just want to point it out. He says, you know what? You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you. Now, he's speaking this to his disciples, okay, to the 11 at this time, because one had already left. He's speaking these truths forth, but they apply to us also. And he said, here's the reason that you would bear fruit 
and that this fruit would remain. And when you bear this fruit and this fruit that remains, and when you abide in me, remember that's the context, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give to you. This isn't just a perfunctory little uh uh, prayer passage. This is, isn't just a little kind of thing where we say, well, if I do it exactly in this way, then God will give me whatever I want. No, no, no. What he's saying, if you abide in me and if you live in this way and understand this, then when I speak to you, you will hear my voice and you will know that it's me and you will do what I tell you to do. And you will ask what the Father is desiring to grant to you and give to you. See, the asking isn't from the point of information that God would know what we want. No, the point of prayer right there in that way is that we would know what the Father is desiring to grant and what the will of the Father is. And that's why it says, so whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give to you because we've heard from the Father and we ask in the name, resting, trusting in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he's going to grant it. Now the last verse, verse 17. This I command you, that you love one another. <laughs> yeah, he starts off verse 12 with loving one another. He ends verse 17 with loving one another. The bookshelves of this thought of abiding in the Lord. If you profess to abide in the Lord and you don't love one another, you're lying to yourself and you're deceiving yourself, okay? We'll pick this up later more on this loving one another. Seek the Lord and love one another. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you soon.